All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, episode 32. I'm your host, Jake Smith, along with my co-host, Sam Kill, and our third chair, Drake Downs. Uh, guys, I think this is the first episode in a few, I mean, at least in a week, that all three of us have, have been together, I think. But anyways, subscribe, rate, and review. Look, guys, I'm so close to just accepting ad reads. And actually, we do have one in in the pocket. Next episode, it'll probably be on. Drake wants Bush Light to uh, to be an ad read. Well, you're going to have to do your own work for that. But I do have an ad read on deck, just FYI for all the listeners next next time. If you guys don't subscribe, rate, and review, the whole show might be ad reads. Uh, Sam, you can go first. What's your opening take? It's pretty obvious, but, I mean, the AFC is just crazy. I, any one of these teams can make it. Any one of the AFC playoff pitcher, as it stands right now, could make a win to, run to the Super Bowl. and have a chance and maybe win it. I mean, there's not a team in the AFC that I don't think could win it all. The, I mean, I think honestly, team wise, like skill, the worst team in the playoffs as of now is, I mean, and I'm not hating on you or your, or your team, but I think it's the Patriots, but they got, at the end of the day, you got probably one of the best coaches ever. And so mm. you can't, I don't want to play bill in the playoffs. I think the chargers are way more talented than the Patriots, but I think bill could win a game or two in the playoffs by himself with a rookie quarterback. And that's another reason why I'd like to play the Patriots if I'm anybody other than the Chargers because they got a rookie. But I mean, I could so see them run to the, make a run to the Super Bowl. Also, I mean, if Damian Harris is going to run like he's running, I mean, Colts could ride Jonathan Taylor all the way. Herbert could take him. Burrow could take him. Josh Allen could take him. Uh, Mahomes sucks, but he could take him. And Derrick Henry could take the Titans. I mean, I don't. I if you ask me to bet on an AFC winner. On the AFC, like winner, they play in the Super Bowl. I could, I, I would have no idea. I, bad, and heck, bad. if the Ravens get in, I mean, Lamar sucks. He's sucking, especially in the playoffs. But I mean, Harbaugh's good enough coach, and Lamar can run it good enough. And I think he has gotten Huntley. Huntley's pretty. Huntley's better than Lamar. He can throw it better. Than, I mean, I just. He's gonna be cheaper than Lamar. Yeah, and then like I said, I, the Raiders. I mean, I don't think they could make a run but heck they've won three in a row and if they win this week it'll be four in a row so that's pretty hot so you know talking about the afc and i know we throw a lot of shade towards them sometimes and maybe it's because of our uh our local bias and stuff like that but i think if we're talking about chemistry wise like the titans probably have the strongest chemistry to go in there and play with damn near 90 players and still find a way to win games like is nothing short of impressive I like mean, they are out, they are probably shout out Mike Vrabel. like he's no he, as, coach of the year, coach as, of the year. Aside yeah, from insane. aside from Derrick Henry, like probably one of the least talented rosters in the playoff run. I, I would think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and personnel wise, if you just break it down individually, now they have some studs with their their offensive front or the defensive front, excuse me, coming alive, but like. I was just, I mean, watching that Miami game, like kind of flipping back and forth, I had it on because Rams also played at noon, and I was just like, man, it's late in the season. This team has shown time and time again they don't need Derrick Henry to win, that they are just going in there. They have no superstars out there. Let's be honest, Julio's non-existent. Taylor Lewan is going to be lucky to have a job next year at, in the, at the Titans. I mean, that front four, they're piecing together some kind of defense over there that's coming alive. And then their offense, and and I'll say this: Tannehill did nothing crazy talented this past that, Sunday, but he managed he, the hell yeah. out of that game. He didn't have to. He it's been the story all season. He hasn't had to. He hasn't played great, but he hasn't had it to. I mean, it's just they're about to win twelve games, and with Tannehill playing his worst career, worst year of his career, probably. 
I, I mean, will say, and, and the only thing that's going to beat the Titans right now is a team that is more talented, which is almost every other team, every other personnel team, wise, except the Patriots, probably a team that is that is just as like linked in with each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. That has yeah. just as much chemistry. Is going to beat them off talent. I would say one thing that I agree that it's very impressive than playing all these players, but in terms of chemistry, I would argue that the Titans might have the least chemistry out of any of the playoff teams, considering they haven't had all their guys all year. I mean, you're and you're and then you're going on bye week, and then you're probably getting every all the guys back. But I mean, how many games have these these guys played with each other? I mean, right. you haven't had the workhorse Henry in uh, three months. Your actual, yeah. They, I think they, it hurts they have them. not I think played it, with their actual playoff roster in in who knows how many weeks. I, yeah, and, I, I totally are, get your point. Are they going to try and hand it off to Henry 40 times? Are they going to try and give AJ 20 looks? Or yeah, they if they try play and get the Julio? Chargers, I would. Yeah. If they're gonna, are they going to yeah. try and get Julio some looks? Like, I don't think. The, and the, I don't think. I think the OC is might be the downfall because I don't think he's know know what to do. He's like, ooh, I got yeah, Henry back. I got Julio. I got all year. I got Julio back. I got AJ healthy. I got I got Tannehill. Play action. But I, who do I want to give it to? This it, isn't it, it, the it, it, team that won, though. Is the craziest thing. Well, that's what this I'm was saying, the yeah. team that was getting their ass kicked. Yeah. Your superstars all healthy. Like you're going to come in there. You're going to be healthy in the playoffs when you know the team that the the scrubs, a practice squad, went out there and won you 12 games. Yeah, I I said I, I think it probably playing 90 players. Like it's very impressive. But come game one in three weeks when they get that bye and then they play. I mean, they're gonna play. They're playing a good team. They're gonna play the Chargers, the Bills, Patriots, or or Colts. They're playing one of those teams, unless the Bengals, unless it changes a little bit. But they're gonna they're gonna play a good team that first game. They're not getting a walk to the AFC Championship. So I mean, it's I it's very it's scary hours in Tennessee. I, I honestly almost if I'm the Titans, I would rather I would almost rather get catch a team. Just to get now, the buy is very important. I mean, you don't want to, the buy is important, but like chemistry wise, I mean, are they going to hand it to if they play the Chargers? They better hand it to Derrick Henry forty times, a hundred percent. They play. The, I mean, the Patriots run D. Is that is that? It's pretty. No, yeah. Stink. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, you can't go into a Patriots game being one dimensional because Bill will blitz eleven or twelve guys every play. Matthew, what's your uh, what's your opening take? Um, your first name so, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder actually. you like Stafford so much. Yeah, no, we have Boom, a connection. Sam's learning, but we're, we're I'm learning actually... a bunch of new things about Drake. I mean, he's got a kid and his name is Matthew. Crazy so, things are happening. I'm actually going to go to the NFC side of this, but you just said something about Stafford. It actually is not not directly Rams related, but it is NFC playoff picture as a whole. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about who is the most believable besides Green Bay, and we know how Aaron Rodgers is when it comes to an NFC championship. But who is the most believable out of that side? Because you've watched the Dallas Cowboys fall short time and time again, just as they start to make everybody believers. You've seen the Rams sit there. They go in their slump, and then they squeak by. And Matthew Stafford has looked far from playoff ready, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion. You watch the Cardinals, who we called fraudulent, uh, lose to the Rams and then lose to the Colts. And then did they lose one more? Or was there only two that they lost in a they row? They just beat the they. I mean, they just beat the the Cowboys the other and night. then turn around. So and then of course you got the Eagles, you got the 49ers who were looking good and then they kind of fell apart. Um, and but they're not in yet. 
Uh, uh, Buccaneers, they're having all kinds of team drama right now. Jake swears up and down they're not going to make it past Wild Card Weekend. They are. Be- they're going between, to the NFC Championship. Between the injuries, I know, I'm not going to be against Tom Brady, but looking at their personnel, the injuries they're going through, now the drama on top of that this late in the season. Like, to you guys, who could you see playing Green Bay in this NFC Championship? So, Buccaneers. You, Buccaneers. So you actually – you're stealing one of my questions that I had for the for the end of the show, so now I'm going to have to think of another question. But uh, no, I it's no one. There, I mean, there's nobody that's playing from the NFC from the NFL that's playing on the Packers level, like top down offense, defense, special teams, coaching. There's nobody in the NFL that has like just top to bottom the best team it's clearly like i mean sam you you just said it a couple minutes ago there's not really a team in the afc that sticks out right that that could make mm-hmm. a playoff push and we just said the patriots just because of bill belichick by default yeah well with the nfc i mean the packers just watching them play they're just top to bottom consistently the best team besides their week 1 hiccup against the saints Mm-hmm. They are consistently the best team in the NFL. Like, if we did tiers, it would be by himself. Tier one, it would be Packers, and, and then tier, tier two, it would like be ten teams. Ten teams, I think. Yeah, it would be like Chiefs, uh, Rams, Bengals, maybe. No, no, no. Uh, I guess Bucks, just because of Tom Brady. I don't know, but. No, I think Packers stand alone, Drake. I I just think that they stand alone on on their own little mountaintop. So basically, we're and this is obviously far fetched because the NFL, the playoffs, it's it's crazy. You never know what to expect. But is the only people that are going to beat the Packers the Packers? Pretty much yeah. at oh, this point, do you yeah, think that? 100%, yeah. Could you go as far to say like the way it looks right now? This is their Super Bowl to lose. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, how many times is are they going to get a chance to like have the NFC run through Lambo? But how oh, many I times? Mean, how many times in all how many time. times in fifteen years have we saw, seen that? And they lose time and time again. And I'm not saying anything because I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but we've talked about it many times on this show. It's just he has gotten past that hump once, right? once, right? Yeah, and he he, he did run. win. He did win when he got past that hump, but he right. cannot. They just fall apart, like giving up 300 rushing yards to San Francisco. Like just inexcusable things. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where do we think that this is the year that the Packers actually get it done or do they beat themselves again? If they don't, I'll listen to the Aaron Rodgers narrative. But the problem is no one's going into – it's going to be tough to go into Green Bay and win, period. But no one's tackling A.J. Dillon's big ass in that cold-ass weather. I mean, I cannot imagine – you you see yesterday I mean he had two touchdowns last night or yesterday and I don't want to tackle that guy especially in freaking 20 degrees snow and weather I mean and then we got freaking and then you and he's not even the one the one back you got the you got what's the 33 I can't think of his name uh, Aaron Jones Aaron Jones and then the best receiver in football Devontae Adams who got double team and triple team against the Ravens and still score a touchdown and it doesn't matter yeah no uh and the thing is, Aaron Rodgers is one of the only quarterbacks that's going to throw that ball to him, even when he's triple teamed. And he's probably going to be a good ball. Uh, the only team that's beaten the Packers in the NFC is Tom Brady, unless something monumental happens. Tom Brady in his freaking uh, scuba suit going to go up to Green Bay and do what he does. Uh, that's the only thing that's going to happen. But Jake seems to think that 
they'll lose before they even get there. I, I'll go to my grave because Tom Brady has made me lose way too much money, but I don't know. I It's – and I don't think that – if the Packers make the Super Bowl, I don't think there's any team in the AFC that's going to beat them. I, no. I just really no, don't. Goodness, no. Charters on the back end don't got enough. They can't stop the run. And and that's, that's – the, the NFC – the NFC this year is going to win the Super Bowl. Unless I, an a- I, I don't unless think an out of all the division hot. All the all the division winners in the NFC I think could beat any single one of these AFC teams. Is it really? Any of them. Well, yes. I think I think the, the the beauty of it is outside the Packers any of these teams you pick them you even if you didn't take AFC and NFC into account, you just say you rank all the top 14 teams. And they take, set the Packers out. All those thirteen teams play each other. I I, I couldn't pick. I don't know who's going to win. I think any, any one of them could pick them. Be be the other team. I mean, you take the freaking Chargers and get the seventh seed. And who's the two seed in this in the NF, NFC? Buccaneers. Rams. 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 Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a good ball game. I I couldn't. I'm not going to tell you who's going to win. I mean, the Rams got the star power clearly. But I mean, I mean, like Rams, I just said, Ram- quarter, Ramsey, quarterback play is not there where it should be at, Q, at week sixteen right now. It's just not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, they're they're gonna get week in. 17. So, like mm-hmm. like I told you in the take, what matters for Stafford is gonna be the regular season. Screw the regular season. He's got to do it in the playoffs. And if he does, then the narrative changes. If he doesn't, then well, Shannon Sharp had put out a tweet, and I don't want to get off of Matthew Stafford. We'll hit Jake's point real quick, but after this. And he said, I don't care how many stars you have or how much talent you have on the roster. If you have a quarterback that is turnover prone, that is impossible to overcome. And it's, it is, you know, and another woman said that a, a beat reporter for the Rams said, you know, there's no denying Matthew Stafford's greatness when it comes to arm talent, accuracy, and all this stuff. But his decision making has put this team in tough spots time and time and time and time again. I'm not taking away from him marching down the field and we'll do the recap and everything like that. But it's one of those things where I've I've talked to you guys about this this weekend. It's it's so just I'm not I'm not buying into it. You said a first round exit and it just we can't keep playing like that. Y'all for are, sure. The 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 seating's too bad. Y'all are gonna get in y'all are gonna win the one game. I mean, I, I would love for y'all to lose. That, that round, Ravens team is happening. awful. That Ravens team is awful. Huntley's the best quarterback on that roster. But so. they, you knew where the ball was. You know where the ball was going every time to Mark Andrews. Oh, he's the best quarterback on the roster now. Lamar's the best running back. Can you imagine that one-two punch if they were both healthy? Whew. Deadly. <laughs> deadly. Absolutely deadly. Lamar puts on a couple more pounds. Whew. That'd be, that'd be a good tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so my opening take is going to be Tom Brady-centric. So, shocker, shocker. Yep, shocker. Um, so, and to, we'll get into the Antonio Brown stuff stuff later. I, we'll we'll just we'll do that later. But a little quick point or whatever. So, my opening take is just basically everything that Tom Brady accomplished this uh, this weekend. So, his wide receiver one, Antonio Brown, threw a tantrum. He stormed off the field while stripping. I don't know. Like, cool, dude. You want to take off your shoulder pads and jersey? Whatever. But you're just going to take off your undershirt as well. And, show- dude, I thought Antonio Brown would be a lot. I don't. He was ripped, but it wasn't as big of, like, bulk as I thought it would be. Like, he's his, t- he, his tits he, weren't as big as I thought that they would be. He's, he's jacked, ripped, dude. though. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, takes off his clothes, starts stripping. Their team is down 14 points. And I'll skip ahead to the end. 
The Buccaneers get the ball. They have 93 yards to go with no timeouts left. And Tom Brady throws a game-winning touchdown pass to something called a Cyril Grayson, who boys did not not play. Sam, I don't know what you're talking about. He's only had uh, like two catches his whole (laughs) career. Uh, So he, he threw a touchdown pass to something called Cyril Grayson, who did not play college football. He ran track at the University of LSU. Did he's not play teams. So he's not, on special teams. What? No, I just I just said he did not play college football. No, no, but I'm saying like you're saying he played track, so that made me think just automatically like kick punt returner. That they oh what like, he has done with the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Curious. I haven't heard about him until this week. Oh, gotcha. that, yeah. Um, so he literally only had like two catches in his whole career uh, going into this game. He's 28 years old. Um, he was technically went undrafted in 2017. And he's like I said, he's only had like two catches. And then he has like six or seven this weekend. But whoever, I, that's nuts. The fact that this dude didn't play college football is insane to me. Like he only ran track and that was it. Um, but anyways, so the win probability on that, on that drive guys, and I, I sent it to you guys. So I did a little bit more, uh, digging into it because all ESPN did was like, just like put up the graphic of the win probability and that was it. So I, I did it play by play on that final drive. So obviously when the bucks get the ball at the uh, seven yard line, they had a 99.9% chance, or the Jets had a 99.9% chance of winning the game. So I'm going to take you play by play. And I'll tell you when the percentage changes from 99.9%. So Tom Brady hits Tyler Johnson for eight yards. And then Tom Brady hits uh, Cyril Grayson for three yards. Then throws an incomplete pass, pass to Grayson for six yards, pass to Johnson for six yards, incomplete Tyler Johnson, 27 yards. Then it changes. Then the win probability changes. After all those plays right there, the win probability did not change until Tyler Johnson's 27-yard pickup. It went from the Jets at 99.9% to on that play, 99% even. And then Tom Brady throws a 10-yard completion to Cyril Grayson once again. And then the very next play, 33-yard touchdown to said Cyril Grayson. That is insane. They started out with a 99.9% win probability for the Jets, and it took one, two, three, four, five, six. The seventh play on that drive, guys, is the one that finally shifted the win probability from 99.9 to 99. And Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. still overcame those odds, which is absolutely insane. Once again, throwing to something called a Cyril Grayson. Now, also, Tom Brady is now 22 and 10 all time when attempting 50 plus passes. Boys, no other quarterback in NFL history has more than five wins when attempting 50-plus passes. And the 
Second place, stinking Dan Marino. Dan Marino is second place. Uh, so that's wild. And then I texted you guys about it. Uh, if you remember during the game, uh, the the drive before this drive for the Bucks, I texted you guys and said, Brady's receiver just dropped a pass in the end zone. Most passes dropped in the end zone this year. Tom Brady, eight. And Drake, you can uh, you can give me your thoughts on this if you want. Tom Brady, eight. The most in the NFL, he has the most drop passes in the end zone. Josh Allen, seven. And Matthew Stafford, also tied with Josh Allen, four, seven. Do you see Herbert on there? No, her. They only they only gave out uh, five, and no. Herbert he he has to be there. right behind it because he had three in one game. It's it's based on like actual like ball is in the end zone, not like not like ball like the the receivers on the two yard line and he just oh, drops. Yeah. It's like actual end zone throws oh, or whatever. That Chiefs game, remember the guy that mm-hmm. that like died? He that was one. Mike Mike Williams was one that, <laughs> that that's, that's two that's two on one drive on one yeah. drive. Um. But yeah, I I texted you guys about that. So yeah, Tom Brady, his receivers lead the league and drop end zone passes. Drake Stafford is tied with Josh Allen at, at number seven. We've been hard on Matthew Stafford this year. I mean, not me really, but but you two guys have. I have, um, I have, I have. Which Stafford, granted, we'll get into it. He makes a lot of stupid plays, but I mean, seven. That's seven touchdowns that the Rams' offense or receivers have left on the board. I mean, what is Sta- what is Stafford's uh, touchdowns right now? I mean, you could theoretically add seven to that if the receivers yeah. just like don't have brick hands in those situations. I think he's at thirty-eight touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And Tom Brady's at forty. I mean, he could have forty-eight right now. Um, so I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Tom Brady. This was his uh, fifth game-winning drive of the year. Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers combined do not have as many as Tom Brady has. Uh, they combine for three, and that's it. So, I don't know. Tom Brady, granted, I don't want him to win the MVP. Well, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to change that. Because I, I don't think that the that the Bucks have the ability to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm going to change my, my opinion. I do want Tom Brady to win the MVP because I know the Bucks don't have, like, the team, the chemistry, the – Smart coaching, all that stuff to actually win a Super Bowl, like go back to back, and it's so rare that a team goes back to back anyway. So you know what? I hope Tommy does win the MVP now. So let's get into playoff pitcher, guys. I'm gonna run through the NFC is the NFC. That's whatever. What's crazy is these AFC uh, predictors and stuff. So I'm gonna read from ESPN's website. Uh, the Titans and and Kansas City. We, I mean, we know. We know that pretty easily. Uh, you know, if the Titans drop a game or if the Chiefs win, Chiefs move up to number one, they get the first round by, get home field advantage, Titans move down to number two, yada, yada, yada. So now here's where it gets, you know, the three, four, and then through the wild card. So the Bengals sit at number three. Wins tiebreaker over Buffalo based on win percentage in conference games. So it looks like the Bengals are going to be sitting pretty at number three, regardless of what happens, unless something crazy happens. Number four right now as it sits, the Buffalo Bills. They have not clinched the division. The Patriots are still in the hunt for the division title, both of which have clinched playoff bursts, obviously. So Buffalo wins tiebreaker over New, 
over New England based on best win percentage in division games. So that's different. The Bengals are conference, and then the Bills and Pats are based off of division. So here's where we get into the nitty-gritty with Sam with the Chargers and the Raiders, the Colts, the Pittsburghs looking on the outside looking in, as are the Ravens. So the Colts are at the sixth seed right now. So the Colts wins tiebreaker over Los Angeles based on win percentage in conference games. Division tiebreaker was initially used to eliminate Las Vegas. Las, Los Angeles wins tiebreaker, talking about the Chargers now. Los Angeles wins tiebreaker over Vegas based on head-to-head win percentage. So that's for the Colts right up. Now the Chargers are sitting at the seventh seed. So as it sits right now, the Chargers would play the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, which I think, I mean, Sam, I'm rooting for that. I think that would be so awesome. I texted about it in the group that, like, it would be the passing down from, like, Mahomes passing down the torch to Justin Herbert, theoretically, that Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in that division. And the whole thing with Mahomes in the offseason at that golf tournament when he was, like, when he said the phrase completely backwards, I'll – I'll believe it when I when I see it. Or I see I'll, it when I believe I'll it. I'll see it when I believe it or whatever. Like he yeah. completely butchered the uh, the thing. So I think that all that is almost like too perfect. But I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Um. And it, Man, so seven I'm seed for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Seven seed. Uh, it's the Chargers wins tiebreaker over LA based on head to head winning percentage. Pretty standard. So Pittsburgh and then LA is literally the exact same thing, but reverse for the Chargers. So. Pittsburgh outside looking in and Baltimore outside looking in. Pittsburgh wins tiebreak over Miami. Miami is eliminated. Wins tiebreak over Miami based on best win percentage in conference games. Division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Baltimore. Pittsburgh wins tiebreak over Baltimore based on head-to-head win percentage. So if something happened to where, like I just said, the Ravens are are also on the outside looking in. If something happens to where they have the exact same schedule and the Raiders fall out of, of contention or whatever and the Colts, you know, they get bumped down, the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Ravens if both of them win and, you know, the Raiders drop out, Colts, all that stuff. So, and then – yeah, eliminate, eliminated. Yeah, okay, so that's it for the for the AFC. If you want, I can run through the AFC or the uh, the NFC. Well, but. I had a question real quick about as far as the Steelers and I mean not the Lions, but um, <laughs> and and their tie this year, right? So yeah. what I'm what I'm kind of gathering from what you're saying is a tie doesn't necessarily negatively affect you as much as it is a opportunity taken away from you to break a tie breaker to, to win yeah. a tiebreaker. So and like you what, have lost I mean, opportunity to win this, this like point of here's why they win the tiebreaker. So like a, a, a tiebreaker or a tie in the regular season isn't a negative thing, but it's right. not a positive and thing. And you hear, you, you hear, um, I forgot who tied last year, but, I remember the press conference, but I can't remember the exact team or coach. But I remember the coach saying that, you know, ties at this time of the year are kind of as good as a win because of the playoff implications. You don't want that loss on there. So 
I mean, nobody wants to tie. Don't get me wrong. I think ties in the NFL are so beyond stupid. So okay. beyond okay. stupid. Like so convert my... to convert to like the college rules or or whatever. But an NFL football game should not end in a tie, regardless. But you're right, Drake. Like it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't help you either. I don't think because it's not in the win category. If you just go ahead and win that game, you don't have to worry about this. Right. But I, yeah, I get what you're saying. So my question would be now, like, and I don't know if you guys know the answer, but I was thinking about it today because I saw where Pittsburgh was still in the hunt, quote unquote. Yep. If a team went eight, eight and one, and a team went eight and nine, now the team that was eight and nine technically has a worse record, right, on paper, but they've got, let's say they have more division wins and conference wins or whatever. Could they possibly go over a team that is eight eight and one, or is that considered a better eight, record? I think the eight eight and one team would get in. Honestly. Now, could a eight eight and one team go over a nine and eight team, or no? Like no, no, no. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. That so, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, Jake, what? Do you, and I know we. You said you're talking about ties. So the scenario in which the Colts lose the Jaguars by a miracle, and the Chargers and Raiders. Say they go to OT. They go to OT. If that game ties, the Colts don't get in. The only way the Colts don't get in right now is if the Raiders and Chargers tie and they lose. So if say that game is close in regulation and it gets to overtime, do you think they go super conservative? You think there's an understood, like, hey. <laughs> like a pregame, like, handshake meeting or something? Well, maybe, but, like. If I'm the Chargers, you have nothing to lose. Like, the only thing you have to gain is to just to humiliate the Raiders once again and end their miserable, sorry excuse for a season. But, I mean, you get the sixth seed, you're not having to go to the two seed right off the bat. You're, not have, you're probably having to play the one seed eventually, but you're having to do that anyways. But you're getting the – you get to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who you just beat a few weeks ago uh, in Cincinnati. So, I mean, you just got to do what you – the last time I- it's a it's a wild scenario let let's be let's be real first i know it's fun like just to talk about this kind of scenario the colts are in no way shape or form losing to the jacksonville jaguars let's like go ahead and get that out of the way i don't know but, man I, anything the bills lost to the jaguars yeah, the bills well, that, lost that to the jaguars this year. Ba- that was a field goal battle okay <laughs> Dude, the the colts are the be- are not as good as the bills i'm just saying it's it, the josh allen game was nuts yeah no it's that's got to be the first time if this scenario plays out like this. It's got to be the first time in NFL history this has happened, right? I mean, like it, I, this honestly, is nuts. Would you if guys I'm, be? If I'm the coach, I'm seriously. I'm gonna go to the coach. I'm like, listen, we can either beat y'all by thirty, which the Chargers are going to do the Raiders, or we can play the backups and go run, 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 and punt, run, 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 punt, and I'll have my guy miss the field goal if we get in field goal range, and then nobody will ever know, and we'll both get in the playoffs, and we'll see you next season because we're not gonna see each other again. So. Probably. My my question is like on a serious note. While, while that would be hilarious, and I would watch because every you got the, second. It's, it's interim head coach. He, he's he's fighting for a job. I mean, he gets his team to the playoffs after all the things that they've got going on. Hundred percent. I mean, 100%. it doesn't matter how many boob pictures are on his laptop. He's got the job. <laughs> now, uh, I'm just saying, like, would you guys legitimately be like? That's hilarious. It's smart. Or would it ruin the integrity of the game? Because I, so I was actually much. about to bring that up. Uh, Goodell would definitely take away draft picks from both teams. Like, it, you can't prove it, it though. He had to, he can't prove it. 
They couldn't prove Deflategate, and they still suspended Tom Brady four games, okay? So Roger Goodell doesn't give a rip about proof. Well, they're not going to take away draft picks unless they got proof. I mean, it's just, it's just, that, that's a major lawsuit that's going to happen. As a, as a Rams fan on this podcast, fuck them picks. <laughs> <laughs> I just – I don't know, man. I mean, I and that would be bad for the – one that would be bad for the game of football. Oh, like integrity! Just, it's, all integrity's gone for the sure. The integrity, um, the competition that, part. I, look, these guys are professional athletes, dude. Uh, and they hate the each coaches. Other. These, these teams hate each other too. The coaches can try to, kind of, Sam, what what you're talking about. They can kind of try to manipulate the game and and do all that 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 you were saying. But at the same time, like these are pro athletes. Some of these guys that are going to be playing this game on Sunday with the Chargers and Raiders. Dude, they might be playing for a contract next year. They like are. somebody, somebody that's a a a special teams guy could start getting you know wide receiver snaps this this game, and they're trying to play their way. They're trying to get tape out there. Like they're going to try to ball out as best they can. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think it's a thing you ever tell the players. The players, are, I think, would totally be. I I think there's they may not ever meet about it. It may just be a thing like. Hey, this thing comes down the wire and it does go to OT. We're gonna try and win it in regulation, but if we get to OT, I'd and honestly, I don't think it'll. I don't think it's gonna be that. These teams hate each other too much, and I know if I, I want us to beat the brakes off the Raiders because I don't think the six and the seven seed. There's really not that much difference, honestly. It's who it's who you're gonna play first round, and I want a round three with Kansas City. I would rather have that than Joe Burrow, even though. Ooh, would I rather beat Kansas City first round or have Herbert beat Burrow first round? I'd say Kansas City. Probably Kansas City. I want Kansas City out. If I'm speaking about uh, Dan Orlovsky, though, I want the Bengals. Right, because you want to prove Dan wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he can kick rocks, but no, it's it's a, it's something the cool to think about. It would never happen because, like I said, Drake said it's gonna it would ruin the integrity of the game. But saying that teams tank every year uh, in basketball and football, you won't convince me that that's not a thing. Uh, but yeah, it's hopefully we just win by about thirty at halftime and it's over, so I don't have to stress about it. Like I'm also picking the Raiders to win this week. Just heads up. So uh, let's get into the recap and something I want to bring up. We'll talk Titans and Dolphins first. What a terrible game that was. Um, Boys, everything, and this kind of goes into the playoff picture, which is why I want to say this first. I've said, guys, look, we're, uh, me especially, rarely right about anything, okay? But when I am right, I will brag about it. I I will say that firsthand. Samuel, you, yes, you were on the pod episode that that released on Friday. What did I say about the playoff implication for the Titans in Kansas City? The uh, the scenario that I that I brought up, I brought up the fact that Kansas City has the Bengals, and then they have the Broncos. Broncos, I think, yeah, yeah. This Broncos week, this week. Um, yep. and the Bengals is obviously a tough test. I said on Friday that the Bengals could, like, that's the one team out of these two teams that could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And as long as the Titans can win out, which it looks like they will, the Dolphins, they obviously won that game, and the Texans. Both those games are winnable. All Kansas like all I said was that Kansas City, all they had to do was just drop one of these two games, 
and the Titans are now the number one seed in the AFC. They get home field advantage. They're probably going to lose their very first uh, their uh, their divisional round game whenever they get to it, just because that would be the most Titans thing ever. Maybe they might fill up the uh, the stadium seventy five percent capacity with Titans fans. I don't know. Shout out little little shout out to Logan Ryan. And guys, the, the Logan Ryan thing. I'm sure you guys saw it last week, Sam. We didn't talk about it on Friday, but he he talked about uh, he's with the Giants right now. He talked about how that you know the fans. He he thought that the Giants fans were very good, and that he brought up the Titans fans, and he said that you know when I was with Tennessee, we had to put tickets half price for people to show up to games. You know the fans base the fan base. He literally said was non-existent. Almost. Look, I, I I'm not gonna throw stones or or nothing like that. I'm not trying to sh- throw shade at Titans fans. I know Drake, one of our buddies, uh, Alan Cope. He's he's on the same like wavelength that I'm on in terms of this uh, this topic, and it's that Logan Ryan is right. Titans fans, you can be in denial about it as much as you want. I have been to every single game that the Patriots have played the Titans in Nashville. 2012 season opener, I was there. Uh, 2018, when the Titans absolutely stomped the Patriots, like 41 to 10 or something like that. Um, I was at that game as well. Both times, and then I was at the one in, um, I think it was like 2003, I want to say. But anyways, regardless. What I'm talking about is like 2018 is obviously the best game that I can remember. I remember that I took my brother to that game. Dude, it was well over 50% Patriot fans in that stadium. Now I went to the Monday night football game this year. Nothing had changed against the Buffalo Bills. Nothing had changed. The Bills were much louder. I don't know if like, there was actually more Bills fans there or not. The Bills fans traveled, by the way. I was shocked to see how many Bills fans were there at that game. But they were much louder than Titans fans were. And I'm not trying to throw shade at, like, our friends or or anybody like that. Like, Drake, we know some pretty stinking, like, die, die, die hard Titans fans, you know. But the fan base in general, I think you guys need to lay off of Logan Ryan. Take that as, like, a learning example you know what I mean like hey this is what NFL players think of us as you know what I mean like let's try to improve on that let, let, let's try to be better fans and, and all this and this isn't like being fans on Twitter or anything like that it's about showing up to the games in whatever conditions and and, and showing up for your team now uh my buddy Joey he was at uh he was at the Titans game with his wife Bella Saw her at the gym today, and she brought up the point that there were empty seats there, which is crazy because the Titans just got the first seed in the AFC. That should not happen, especially this late in the year when you have playoff implications on the line. I get it. It was raining, whatever, but that's the thing, dude. Anytime I go to Foxborough, even in October, it is cold or it's raining. It's one of the two, sometimes both. The I went to the uh, – the Pats and Chiefs game in, in 2018, it was both. It was raining and it was cold. It was miserable. But, dude, there isn't a seat 
like to be had in that stadium. Like that Titans fans just don't get mad at Logan Ryan. Don't. He wasn't trying to throw shade at you. It's just like take it as a learning experience and get better from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to – you go ahead, Sam. Uh, I was going to say it's interesting hearing that, for, especially considering my fan base is the no-fan fan base. Uh, but I've been to the Tennessee Titans-Chargers game as well a few years ago, and I actually saw a ton of Chargers fans and a ton of open seats. Uh, we actually moved down. We were there for my buddy's bachelor party. That's a Chargers fan with me. Uh yeah, there was a lot of open seats and a lot of Chargers fans. I don't know if Nashville is kind of a – I'm trying to put this nicely, but I don't care. It's kind of liberal. It's kind of super liberal. There's not a big football town, I feel like. it's That's not like – it's like a music city. It might, I mean, music city, bowl. I mean, I just went to the music city bowl. It, I, it, I, like, like it is – and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, it is a football town. Like, Nashville is – in terms of the sports, I think Nashville is a football town. Really? Because, I mean, all, all all you have is NFL, hockey, and you have a minor league baseball team. And like, Vanderbilt, of course. Like, the no bottom. <laughs> That's a shot but, at Drake. <laughs> but, but, like, the thing is, like, I do think that Nashville is a football town, and you have those fans that are diehards, but it's not like – it's not, it's not the umbrella. Exactly. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. it's not like die like just fans that are gonna show up under any condition. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll sorry I I last thing I'm done. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry interrupting you. That the in terms of liberal thing, the Patriots fans, they're probably most of their liberal too, but they're diehards. They are that the kids grow up going to those games and stuff like that. And I just don't see the Titans they have they have a lot of diehards and they're they're a lot of diehard fans, but the majority there, it's it's an, it's it's kind of like the Chargers game. It's like an event to them. It's like, oh, we can, we live in Nashville, so we'll pull for the Titans. But like, if they lose, it's not gonna ruin my day. The Patriots fans, if they lose, it's gonna ruin their day. It's yes. weeks. We the weeks it, ruined. We take yeah. it with us to bed, and we wake up with it the next day. Like it it's, is, it's terrible. It's miserable until the next game. Until you win another game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm done, Drake. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad you actually said that because bingo, bingo, bingo. Uh, coming from my fan base, who is, I mean, it's coming back around. But if you listen to, did you guys see Taylor Lewan's interview where he was talking about how Logan Ryan's not wrong to be a to have a great fan base? You have to give them something to be proud of, and we're working on it. He was spot on. He didn't say anything wrong there, because if you look at there is only I can only. I could probably only name five teams in the NFL. Five is a stretch that your team could suck year after year after year after year, and you would fill the stands. You ready? Cowboys, Packers, Steelers, Patriots, 49ers? 49ers? Uh, I'd say no. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I could, yeah, 49ers for sure, I think. But who else? No, nobody. They're not going to sell tickets. Nobody else in this league. So – Eagles. Eagles, 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 Eagles fans. Are Eagles, I, I agree. The, the yeah. field, and they're they're obnoxious, but they're 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 good. Uh, and then you know Buffalo, their fans have turned and they're like, oh, these fans are amazing. I didn't hear anything about Buffalo for 15, 20 years. They're so pretty like, good, and I, then I they start jumping through tables, and now they're <laughs> a top tier because they're winning. So like, I'm just saying, like, I'm comfortable on my couch if I'm going to watch my team get. 30 points put up on them. Like, you know, 
So, like, I totally get it. Now, what you were saying is perfect, Sam. Just like any other town, like your L.A.'s and your Nashville, your New York, your whatever, there's too much to do. Why would I go sit and watch the Titans get their ass kicked? There's too much to do in this city. But also, I'll say the reason that there's a influx of other fans because it's a destination city. It's a city where you vacation. So your diehard fans from Green Bay or whoever say, well, they tell their husband or wife, well, honey, let's let's just vacation in Nashville. Let's hit Broadway. Let's go listen to some music. Hey, Packers are in town this weekend. Let's catch that game and just make a whole week out of it. Because I work a lot downtown, and you were talking about the Monday night game. That whole week leading up to the week before – you know, the end of the week or whatever. Like, I saw Buffalo fans there before the Monday night game, and then I went back downtown. I was working. They were there after that Monday night game. So, like, people – it, and you're not going to do that in Green Bay. You're not going to vacation in Green Bay. You're not going to vacation in, in Kansas City. You're there for one day, and you're out. And so, a lot of times, you don't even go because it's not worth all the hassle unless you can make a reasonable trip out of it, you know. And so – I'll stand up for them for that point, but uh, last thing I'll say about it is they have the diehards that they do have are diehards will not miss it, but they don't have enough diehards. They don't. They have too many fans. They're like they're doing good. All right, let's go to a game. Oh, they're not doing good. Like, and that's they're that. Like I said, that's a uh, that's a that's a lot of fan bases. But you know, I can't fault the Titans too much on that. But. They, there's no excuse to have empty seats when you're arguably the number two team in the NFL right now. Even though they suck, worst one seat ever. All right, Sam, Chargers Broncos. What a terrible game! I mean, it was a whatever game in my opinion. yeah, it was. It, we finally handled business, and it wasn't close. We just put put the game away, and it just it was what it, it was what it was. It's a C plus overall game by us. I mean, it's still. I mean, wasn't great. Uh, Herbert looked a little off at the beginning, and then kind of. I don't know why Lombardi is regret. He was good all of December, and then he wanted to dink and dunk. Maybe we're being kind of. You have a the, theory. Why don't you let the the. Uh, yeah, Herbert. Herbert had to, Herbert had to have banged Lombardi's wife or girlfriend or something like that because. I don't know. He's just bipolar. Like all December, he let Herbert throw it downfield, and he he was great. And then. Maybe he was wanting to be vanilla against the Broncos, who were kind of depleted and had playing Drew Locke. And we just d- dink and dunked. And then I think the two times he threw it downfield, it was successful. One was a touchdown, which broke the record. But, no, it was it was nice to kind of put the game away. Defense played pretty well. Run game, they only had 80 rushing yards all all game. Defense played well, run game-wise. Uh, Darwin's back healthy. Bosa looks super engaged. Bosa was more engaged than I've seen him in a long time. Uh Running backs ran well. Uh, it just we kind of put the game away. Got a kick return touchdown for the first time since 2012. That was that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean Herbert threw for like 230 and two touchdowns and like 22 of 31, which I mean that was good. No turnovers. So I mean it, all in all, it was a good game. Uh, put the game away. It was never close. I think 17 nothing at halftime, and then dude hits a 61 yard field goal, and then he hits another field goal, and it's like seven, and then it was 24 to six. And then it was 27 and 34. It was 34 6, and they got a garbage time touchdown. So really, it was 34 6 before, which is domination. So it was, it was nice. Uh, like I said, we got a win, win on Thursday, which I think the Raiders are gonna win. So 
That's my yeah. It's I'm not I'm not a good feeling about it. Maybe maybe it's my PTSD speaking. Drake Rams Ravens. Um, first point Tyler Huntley should either be the Ravens quarterback or somebody else's quarterback next year. Uh, dude played fantastic. Can't fault anything that he did. Uh, I think uh, we squeaked out of there with a win. Uh, I, I spoke on it earlier in the podcast. The way Matthew Stafford's playing right now is not going to get it done. And like Sam said, we might luck out and get a garbage team and should just win on other other parts of the game rather than quarterback play. But that's your that's your nucleus, right? That's your that's your powerhouse right there. That's the brain of the whole operation. And if that brain is not functioning properly, you're going to fail. Now, how long you last, you could probably limp it along through a game, maybe beat a beaten-up Eagles team or a 49ers team or whoever is in that bottom if we keep that two seed. But you... Drake, to clarify, the so the nucleus is the brain, but you also called it the, the powerhouse. It's Which not. Is My, mitochondria. mitochondria. Boom, yeah, yeah, bingo. Yeah. We, we pass Spanish with flying colors, baby. Keep it Good. going. Um, never claimed to be a math magician, but still you cannot, I'll, I'll touch on it again. You cannot get far with a quarterback that is turnover prone. And a lot of times in his career, he's been known to turn the ball over several, several times. He's, that's been a hole in his game for a long time. And for the, I, I'll fight for him. I still will fight for him, but I told you guys like, and, and I don't mean it as a whole. I don't think I don't think I mean it as a whole because it's hard to say it as a whole given his other stats. But I said no matter how good you are at your other stats, between passing yards, passing touchdowns, you know, completion percentage, all this stuff, you've thrown five interceptions and fifty one passes. Like you are not a great quarterback. I mean, you're 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 okay quarterback. Let me just say okay. Like Sam Sam was like, what are you talking about? Like I said good, but, like, if you're turnover prone, like, I feel like that's your one responsibility as quarterback. Yes, it is to score, but you got other people that can do that, just like you got other people that can turn over the ball. But I feel like your main responsibility is to take care of the ball and manage the game. The problem is million percent. too many of his turnovers are turning to touchdowns on the other t- – that, that's the that, – it's not the turnovers, really. I mean, the turnovers are bad, but – they're going for touchdowns the other way, which is it's, not even giving y'all's defense a chance. It's where and how the turnovers are happening. Yeah, it's it, they're either happening in you know in our you know we're backed up against the end zone or we're on the five about to score. Like the two most important places on the field in the red zone or in the other team's red zone, you do not want to turn that ball over, and that's where we're doing it. Drake, let me ask you a question. What do you think about the Rams just in general? Their team likes to throw haymakers. So Jalen Ramsey punches number 24, and then on one of Stafford's interceptions, Odell Beckham takes his fist and tries to find out what – he tries to give the defender a colonoscopy like in the middle of the game. He punched his butthole. Yeah, it, yes. he's punching the wrong ball right there. Um, I understand so your what OBJ is attached to your, to your balls. No, your I was balls saying he's he's taking a swing at his nutsack. It kind of looked like his 
Yeah. Look, I know what he was trying to do. But he went fist deep. He missed. He totally his, missed. In his colon. He totally missed the ball. I don't know what. It, it wasn't how close. He Odell's be, a big poop guy. Remember. He, he might Odell. be. Oh, he is. He's got a feces fetish. He doesn't need to box oh, Jake Paul next. He, Odell, I was about to say, he might Odell be Jake, Jake Paul's Paul. next opponent. <laughs> but below the waist allowed. Butt punches all game. Butt punches. I think that's okay. the only way Odell would want to fight. Do you remember but, that that clip that came out between the Rams fans fighting each other and the dude the dude in the Jared Goff jersey like the guy like got pulled over the seats and he was just dude some little like scrawny dude was just beating the hell out of this dude's ass cheeks like I mean just punching them dude so it kind of reminded me of that I was like what's up with the Rams and butt punches I don't know but Taylor Rapp had I don't I hate. I hate that it happened on the field. I hate that it happened in the middle of the game. Like, you cold clock that. I'm totally down with cold clocking this dude. He's been killing us all year. I mean, I think I think what I, what I saw was there's probably a gap in the coverage. I mean, this was the first possession. The first possession. No one had scored. I think you'd held him to third down, and you gave up a third down. And, like, I saw, like, Taylor Rapp, and I know people can't see it, but he's like, almost like hitting his hand, like looking at Jalen saying like this, 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 like you have to do this almost one. And I love him. He's on my team. He's, he's a great player, but you're not going to get through to Jalen Ramsey. You're not, you're not going to tell him what he did wrong. You're just not going to, he's going to tell you what he did wrong, what you did wrong. You're not going to tell him even if he did, because he is probably the greatest at his position, but mentally you're just not going to tell him. So he's, he'd rather punch you. It yep. was stupid. I I hated it, but I wish I wish Aaron Donald would have just choke slammed both of them on the sidelines and said like I'm the real captain here. But that's all I got. We we squeaked by. Of course, we we played down to our competition constantly. Matthew Stafford is right now a in, a huge liability. Um, Keep running the freaking ball. Sony Michelle's an absolute monster. That's all I got. Peace. Shout out to the Rams. Pat the Jags. What can I say? Another 50 burgers. Y'all love putting up 50 burgers against the trash NFL teams. <laughs> Dude, I hey, I, I tweeted it. It was a great game to get max confidence up going into the playoffs. Yep, I, I think Bill, you know – Sportsmanship, all this stuff. Look, sportsmanship doesn't doesn't exist in professional sports. I, I've I've been a firm believer in that. That I do not believe in sportsmanship in professional sports in terms of the score and stuff. Look, dude, these no, guys run, get run, run it up. These guys run get paid. Sh- yeah, these guys get paid just like everybody else. Run up the score. You earn that, dude. You earn that money. You earn your incentives. Try to score a hundred points. I mean, who if you cares? can't stop it, that's on you. Yep. Yeah, um, but Bucks and Jets, the A-B drama. So there were two different reports. Ian Rappaport came out with a report, and then the, the initial report, which I think is the the more accurate report, which I guess they kind of go hand in hand. The more accurate report was that when A-B, his whole fake vaccination card thing came out, when he came back from his suspension, first off, Bruce Arians already put him on a strike, you know, little thing or whatever. So, you know, he obviously, like, didn't care about that. So let him back. But somebody said that 
uh, told Jay Glazer that was close to Antonio Brown that Antonio Brown felt like whenever he returned from his suspension that he was not treated the same by the coaches and people in the organization. The situation was different. Um, everything like that, which is nuts because Antonio Brown just had nine catches the week before. So I I don't know what what he's talking about with that. Like, I mean, I guess if people treat you different, I understand that. But in terms of like game plan and stuff, it's like, dude, you were clearly still in the game plans. Like they're 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 willing to look past your deficiencies if they're willing to put you out there on the field and Tom Brady throw you the ball, target you like 12 or 13 times, however many times he did in that game. So the other report from Rappaport that came out today was that apparently Antonio Brown, his so if you guys remember, he had that high ankle sprain about four or five weeks ago, something like that, and which it kind of came at a good time because he got caught with a fake Vax card, and so he would have been suspended through games anyways. So they went ahead and put him on IR, let him rest up, all this stuff during a suspension. So Antonio Brown apparently, after the second or third series, I texted you guys and I said I only saw him out there for like two series and that was it. I think it was after the third series he didn't play another snap. And obviously the whole blow up happens after halftime. But the the thing was is that Brian Lefwich and Bruce Arians were telling AB, like, dude, we need, like, get back in the game. And Antonio Brown was apparently refusing to go back in the game because he used the excuse that he wasn't 100%. That's exactly like the quote that uh, Rappaport was saying in his report that AB didn't feel like he was 100% because of his ankle thing. I don't know how your ankle is so good the week before when you, had nine catches for a hundred plus yards. And then this week it's like, Oh, you know, he got targeted three times, caught two of them for 41 yards. Guys, he left a million dollars on the table in incentives for catches for yards. I think he only needed eight more catches. He needed 90 more yards. Yeah. Something like that. It was a little below a hundred. And then uh, I think just one more touchdown, yeah. and he would have he would have gotten a million dollars. Like, and they were they were all three hundred thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars a piece for those incentives, and he just I I don't know man. Like for me personally, I think things through before I do something rash, but it's like with a guy like AB and like look we're if he's got CTE mental issues, clearly there's something you know. Screws loose somewhere after that Vontaze perfect hit. I mean, I don't know. I still feel like in the moment, you have to think like, okay, if I want to quit on the team, cool. Let me do that after this game. Let me get my incentives or something. And I don't know, man. It The whole – the reporting, I really want to know like what what happened. I'm sure Antonio Brown is going to come out with his own, you know, little – little version of the story, if you will. Um, But uh, the rest of the game, I mean, I kind of went over it before. Mike Evans. I have a a hot take on Mike Evans. Uh, Sam, you know that I – him and Brady's chemistry is not like – it's not very good. 
I hate it's him. Not. So. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, uh, oh, you hate Mike Evans? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I, that. Even though I draft him in fantasy every year, I hate him. Got it. So that's not why. That's Sam, not why, though. That's not why. Why? Why? Because Tell he Tell he calls out he called out Keenan Allen like two seasons ago, acting like he was better than him. I remember and, uh, that. Mike Evans is the only thing Mike Evans is better at Keenan is being a bigger body. So, so Sam, I, okay, you might like my take then. Mike Evans has stone hands, and he is a goal line touchdown merchant. Oh, he's a goal. I don't know about the stone hands, but the goal line touchdown merchant, absolutely, absolutely. So the stone hands, I kind of thought about it watching the game. He had three passes that he caught that, like they, the ball hit him in the hands, and the ball would would just pop up. And so I actually had that thought, and then somebody put a clip of Mike Evans' hands on Twitter about his, like, baubles and and all this stuff. Like, he would – And, dude, it's bad, man. Sometimes he would, like, still complete the catch, which is awesome. Like, that's good concentration and all that stuff. But, like, most of the times I felt like the ball would would hit the ground. So my hot take on Mike Evans is that he is a – a big body, goal line touchdown merchant, yeah. and that that's pretty much it. I mean, if I was six five and as athletic as he is, I'd probably have about twelve or thirteen touchdown passes in the NFL every year too. Um, yeah, if he's top ten, he's definitely ten or eleven, or he's right. eleven. I, we need to do receiver rankings after the uh, the season's over, because um, yeah. like in terms of like a true receiver, I don't think. Mike Evans would be a top 10 for me personally. I think he'd, he'd be probably fifth, like 12 to 15, in my opinion. I think just he's because of his. He's probably 12 on Just Yeah, just because of his like touchdown production. Like you can't ignore that. But in terms of like hands and route running, he's a terrible route runner. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to get into that in the, in the offseason. Yeah. But boys, ballers and bums. One baller, one bum apiece. Drake, you've been quiet for a minute, so I'm going to let you go first this time. Um, Got on mute as Mike. Yep, sorry, guys. Uh, man, I'm my baller. I think this guy's. It's not going to be at his current team, but I think he's going to have a starting position, at, a starting starting position at a different team, and I'm going to go with the Deontay Foreman for the Titans. Ever since Henry went out, I mean, he stepped up in a big way. He's put together several, right? And I say several, three or maybe 400-yard games. And we know how bad – and it goes back to what I was saying about the chemistry, just, you know, or, you know, it hadn't been the quarterback play. You know, Tannehill's been a decent game manager here of late, but it's been their run game. You know, it's almost like they didn't miss a beat whenever Derrick Henry went out. They found a mini Derrick Henry that no one had, you know, this guy, he's a, he's an absolute unit. And so I don't think he'll be at Tennessee, but I think uh, he, uh, <laughs> I think he'll be a starting, starting running back somewhere else. Future Charger, hopefully. Samuel, your baller. Uh, Is it Joe Burrow? No, it's not, but it's a bingle. And speaking of top, Top 10 receivers, this guy is a rookie, and he's top five, Jamar Chase. He's a freak, dude. He might be want, top three. No, I'm dead serious. I'm not I trying to be to hot takey, but he he's might be top he's, three. He's better than Justin, Justin Jefferson, I'll say. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's quarterback play that makes me think that, but, dude, he's I, – I was I was determined to stay and be out on Jamar, but he's a freak. 
My he God. is a that move he pulled. He outran like six DBs to the corner of the end zone. I mean, he had three touchdowns, like 250 yards. Like, and granted, KC has me, you, and Drake playing deep defensive back, but still, I'm that that's still impressive. He's a he's been doing it all year. He's they, everybody was like last year. They were like, oh, Jefferson should win rookie of the year over Herbert. His record's gonna last way longer than Herbert's rookie record. Dude, Jamar broke that in like 16 games. And he's got one more game left. I mean, he, he's got 1,400 yards. And he's in like 12 touchdowns. I mean, it's As ridiculous. What's yeah. the rookie record? Oh, he broke it. He has it right now. Oh, going really? Into, going six. into week 18. Or, yeah. Jefferson <laughs> well, said it last now, year. Now and he turned around now and broke it. Okay, well, now it's over. Like, we're talking about, you say that, like, Cooper Cup's, like, Cooper Cup's record season is over. Like, as far as I'm concerned, but we'll get into that debate next pod no, or something. But I will say that LSU team that they have, no wonder they win the national title. That's freaking scary. Off those Very. three guys alone. And then they also had to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and well, whoever else. But, yeah, Jamar Chase, I, I'll give him his props. So my baller for the week is going to be Antonio Brown's Uber driver. I'm sure you guys saw the video that that he put up. He, I listened to him on part of my take uh, today because uh, they, I don't know how they get guys like that on there, but they they got him on there. Uh, the Antonio Brown's Uber driver, and uh, apparently this dude like he's an exclusive driver for for multiple guys. He's driven for. Uh, for Odell Beckham, for uh, he said Saquon Barkley is like one of his best friends. Uh, he said that like last night when he was on with Part of My Take that he was uh, after the interview that he was going to uh, meet AB for a for a dinner uh, last night. So he this dude is somehow plugged in. He looks like he should be a manager at a Burger King, but you know he goes in the car. AB gets in the in the car. You know, he's got his flat bill hat on, the Uber driver does. And, you know, he's going, yo, AB, we viral, baby, we viral. And uh, it just hilarious. Like, could you imagine, I, I get it if he's like, this is what he does. He he kind of does this stuff for NFL players. Like, he drives them around like he's a specific guy for these guys. I what if you were just like a normal Uber driver and you were just like, oh, pick up at, at MetLife Stadium? Yeah, sure. And you pull up and it's Dagum Antonio Brown in the middle of a Bucks and Jets game. And it's like, how do you go about that conversation if you're just somebody random? I mean, Drake, how does that conversation go? I'll be Antonio Brown. You be the Uber driver. What's, what's up, sir? Hey, yo, what's happening, man? Oh, just having a good day. How are you doing today? I uh, just walked out on the uh, on the football game over here. Uh, did you guys win? No, my my coaches suck. My my head coach drinks paint, and uh, they wouldn't believe me that my ankle was hurting. Oh, so what? You just left? Yeah, man. I started stripping in the middle of the field and uh, started doing jumping jacks as I was uh, exiting the uh, the end zone and gave up deuces to the fans and uh, threw my shirt to people, threw my gloves, and you know I destroyed the locker room too, probably. Oh, um. <laughs> that's just the kind of the, the kind of high character guy I am. Oh, okay. So it says here we're heading to. Is this the airport? 
Yeah, yeah, we're we're heading to the to airport. We're heading to JFK. Actually, not. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take me to JFK, and then when we get there, I tell you what. Why don't you uh Why don't you open my door for me? Unload my bags, and then I want you to put my bags back in the Uber, and I want you to call another Uber for me because I don't want to travel in the same uh same car that my sweaty uh clothes are in from the game. So let let's do that, and we'll start just driving around the city in New York. Okay, perfect. I can do that for you. So I've got it here. We're heading to JFK to meet another Uber. So I'm glad I get to fight that fucking traffic. And then so you can get into another Uber because your clothes are sweaty. I'm not sure why they're sweaty because you barely played half the game. Uh, must have been the jumping jacks in the end zone. I get it. Um, well, I hope you feel a lot better. And so you just let me know. Uh, how it goes whenever Brandon Staley gives you a call next week. And scene. I tell you what, if he got in my Uber, I'd be terrified more than anything. Oh, to dude, get, I would to get be farted so on? scared. No, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Business booming, baby. Call God. I wonder, oh, conspiracy theory. I bet Antonio Brown's ankle wasn't hurting. I bet he froze his feet again in one of those – uh. Dude, he uh, was no. just nervous. He got cold feet. That's ah. all that happened. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, bums, bums, boys. Sam, you go first. Bums, bums. Uh, I was hard this week. I, I, it's, I want to say Antonio Brown, but we've talked about it so much. I'm not gonna say it. I want to say the Chiefs DBs, but I've already talked about Jamar Chase, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna have to say. I don't. It's tough. I don't know. And there's so many bums that we've already talked about. I'm gonna have to go with Sam Darnold. He sucks, bro. He's been the bar bum. They give so him many times. every chance. And he didn't every have a bad chance. stat line this week. He just sucks. I had no idea the Panthers played this week. To be honest He's with you, He's so bad. I mean, Taysom Hill beat you. I mean, that's that's all there is to say. I mean. Yeah, he's. I mean, Darnold's terrible. He's been our bum like five times, five or six times, just for me. Oh, he's he's up there for the league leader. Uh, Drake, what? he's your bum. I know, I know your bum, and it's going to be a really good bum. So I'm glad we're going to finish on that one because it's hilarious. My bum is going to be more of a discussion. Sam, get back in your seat because I wanted it to be a discussion. I, I can still hear. I'm just going to the other room. Oh, okay. Um, man, he's terrible. What happened to Ezekiel Elliott? Is he ever? Could he ever? Will he ever be a top five running back in this league ever? Again? No, he's he's done. Demarco Murray was the best running back in the league with that O line. I mean, it's he's a good player, and he's also behind a he was what was the best O line in football. What I happened? Mean, he's Why a does product, he suck so bad? He doesn't. I mean, he he's about what he is. The line just not as good anymore. I mean, the lines Tyron Smith's old. Uh, they're trying to throw the ball. They're throwing the ball way too damn much. But it's because they can't run the ball efficiently. Nine, so nine carries, sixteen yards. Deck had five carries for twenty yards. His ankle is barely attached. I'm pretty sure. Like, and he's still getting around and you know kind of sucking. But like, I'm just he. I looked him up today because I was like, uh, he might be getting old. Because like, he's like twenty seven. He's twenty six. Yeah. He's 26. He's the same age as us. Holy smokes. I know. He's a one-trick like, one I mean, pony. That's the problem. He's a one-trick pony. Things kind of hurt, right, when you wake up in the morning. But, like, we're not old. Like, oh. do, Frank Gore doesn't have a job and Ezekiel Elliott does. 
Think about that. Uh, I mean, I would take Zeke over Frank Gore. Personally. Why? Just because, like, the age? The ne- Zeke I mean, has I, a uh, – no, you Zeke, don't, has, you don't think, Zeke you don't has think. A, receiving, uh, a receiving aspect to his game. Does he, though? He does. He's been – I mean, he's all about – what is it? it what, did you ever decide if it's cereal or soup or what is he eating? Like, I thought it was clam chowder. Ooh. Hey, that's, that's, that's kind of heavy on the stomach in the middle of a game. I mean, have you seen his waistline recently? I know he probably should lay off of it. Well, he actually he's probably been he needs on to quit wearing he, those crop tops. He he's probably been laying off of the clam chowder because he hadn't been able to do it much because he hadn't probably seen a first down in seven weeks. Crop tops are reserved for Carrie Underwood and Channing Tatum, and that's it. Okay, Magic Mike. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm not a fan of it either. I never thought it was – man, that's just crazy. Because, like, you don't even – like, it's the name, and then you're like, oh, Patriots sign Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to be like, why? Are you going to be like, let's see what we can do with him? Like, I mean, we, are you, are we you taking... signed Steven Jackson for uh, for three games in uh, 2015, and he – I mean, he was he amazing, actually fumbled, though. He fumbled – he literally, like, fumbled our season away. But anyways, that, that that's beside the point. But um, all I got. So, bum, the best bum of the week is once again, Sam. I think we're. I think Daniel Snyder is number one. I it's Daniel Snyder and then it's Sam Darnold. It's the Daniel field Snyder more than anything. Once again, well, it's him. I mean, he owns. He that's, owns true, that's true. That's, that's true. That's true. So once again, look, we didn't have any diarrhea falling from the stands. You know, no water pipes are bursting. Nothing like that. The stadium's not caving in this week. However, however, as the Eagles, everybody's seen this. Everybody's seen it. Viral clip. The Eagles are leaving the field after beating the Washington football team. RIP to Taylor Heineke's career. Um, And the Eagles fans, as Jalen Hurts is entering the tunnel, you know, they're, they're just, just like normal fans, reaching over, Trying to give Jalen Hurts, you know, little little bit of skin, and the railing somehow just falls over. Maybe Daniel Snyder was trying to cut some costs and say, like, maybe he did. He was like, "Hey, only put three screws in instead of four. No, I tell you what, put four screws in, but don't don't buy the washers. Don't buy the washers, right? Like the fact that an NFL stadium." had railings in the first place. Like, just railings in an NFL stadium that close, like, field level? What are you doing? Like, put some cement walls up like every other NFL stadium has, you moron. But Jalen Hurts, I want to give some credit to Jalen Hurts. He handled that situation. And this is why I love Jalen Hurts. Like, he's just a high-character. Good guy. I love him. Great dude. Yeah. He, He didn't freak out. He helped the he helped one of the guys up for sure, and then uh, the other guy that was in the Eagles uh, helmet that looked like he was strung out on meth. He was already up, and he he was like looking at Jalen Hurts and stuff. And then Jalen Hurts took a picture with like six of the people that were down there and everything. But guys, the problem that I have with it is one: Daniel Snyder not giving a rip about his stadium or his football team. But also, man, if Jalen Hurts, guys had gotten there just two seconds earlier, 
that would have felt that would have fell on him. And what happens? Who knows? Maybe he gets a high ankle sprain, tears his ACL. Worst case scenario, probably. The Eagles are in the playoff contention right now. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, if I'm the, I don't know. I can't believe I don't know this. I don't know who the Eagles owner is, dude. If if I was the Eagles owner, I would sue Daniel Snyder if that were to happen. Oh, absolutely. Even though the backup quarterback's better than the starter, but yeah. And on matter. top of that, I'm sure Goodell would issue a fine. I'm sure Goodell already is going to issue a fine to Daniel Snyder. Mm-hmm. But if Hurts, a, a QB1 in the NFL, if he if he like tore his ACL or something, you better believe that also Roger Goodell is handing out a fine to Daniel Snyder saying, hey, you're – your stadium's not up to code or it's not up to uh, the league specifications and, and all this stuff. Like they have, they have owner meetings. They have league meetings every single off season. And they literally go over. I, I know this because of like the sports agencies and stuff. Like they go over this stuff, like protocols, literally like literally from concession stands to security staff. They go over all this stuff every single year. It's like, how does something like this skate by? Fall through the cracks. I have no idea. It's, I mean, from the scissors on the field to the poop pipe bursting, I mean, to everybody freaking getting freak injuries on that field. I mean, it's just, that bloody to blow it up. Blow it up and just start over. Get a new owner. Just change your name. Relocate to Mexico City or something. I don't know. Anything's better than this. I guess you've just got to have like that one that one team, that one franchise that you can yeah. point at and laugh at. Which I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's them, not us, right now. <laughs> that, that's, but that's it's crazy because Washington. You would think that a team like that has like terrible players that nobody cares about, but I mean, Washington's they stink. But they got pretty good fan base. They, they got a like, decent fan base too. They got a good fan base. Their defense, like at least their front seven, they're all like relatively known guys. They have Terry McLaurin. They have uh, Antonio Gibson. They got two, they mean, got three first round picks on the D line, and like three of them are from Alabama, and one is Chase Young. So yeah, it's like they have they're like kind of a fun, a sneaky fun team to watch. But it's just like they have this owner that is just an absolute moron. He's so out of touch. It it just I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I love, I, and I like Taylor Heineke too. But uh, now yeah, the owners, I, I don't think they'll ever do this. But the owners at these meetings, they do have the right to vote on, like if they think that somebody is bad for the league, they can vote them out and like kind of force them to sell the team. It's happened before. Now, the people think that like Roger Goodell runs the the NFL. He does. He's like. The commissioner is like Roger Goodell is the, I don't know what you would call it. He's a CEO kind of. He's like the the operations manager, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. The owners run the league. The owners literally pay Roger Goodell to regulate everything. So the yeah. owners have all the power at all times. So if the owners look at Daniel Snyder after this year, dude, Sam, I mean like, all the, stuff, is, the sexual allegations, the the busted pipes, the stadium apparently like the foundation is cracking, the uh, the railings falling over just like they have, uh, the scissors on the field. I mean, the the no heated benches. Oh yeah. I mean, at what point do, does an owner 
like of another team, like multiple owners of another team, look at this guy and being like, this guy is bad for our brand. Problem is all the stuff that he's under, under fire for, he's not the only, only owner that does that stuff. And they, it's probably a, you evict me. I'm going to unleash absolute hell. You think he's got dirt on other. Oh, and he, he absolutely does. That's the only reason he wouldn't be out by now. He's going to have to be, it's going to have to be, they're not going to have a choice, but to remove him. That's the only way it's going to have, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Friday. Hope your quarterback doesn't tear their ACL.